The Smile High Morning Show with Danny Williams. Weekday mornings at 9. We got only us. Every time you come to a stadium, it's only going to be us. Y'all need to know that. We come here to fight every week. Let's go, boss. I got that. They shot me in Denver. You who knows? You who knows? Back in Role Play Wednesday edition of the program, 303-831-1340, the hotline as well as the text line. We appreciate you guys being with us, the interaction and the participation. Let's make it a good second hour here. Uh, I think we got a lot in the first hour. Thought it was pretty good. That means the second hour, I'm going to need phone calls, texts, and tweets. I got about 15 minutes worth of material left. If not, we're going to have to play POD for the rest of the show here. So, I got uh, some text. You got some stuff? Can, okay. We can bridge the gap. Okay. With. Okay. I was just trying to get to the finish line together here, guys. Uh, we ride together. We die together. Then we're bad boys for life. That would be your guys' part. But I can't hear you guys because you guys are like in the car listening at home or something. So, But, I, you know, in, I'm, internally I'm kind of hearing you. So, Okay. Let's talk a little bit about... The rest of the NFL. Give me an AFC team. Okay. I'll give you a second to... Oh, Niall Harry? Niall? What? what? Niall? Nikhil Harry? Nik- yeah. Nikhil Harry to the Bears for a seventh round pick. That is a former first round pick. That, again, man, that is the Patriot way. They had had enough of this guy. They had seen enough of this guy. We'll see you later, Alligator. Never broke through. They don't draft very well. They don't. You know, um, they're great in, you know, I think they're really good in free agency. They're shrewd, are the Patriots. And I think that, you know, they're pro-personnel stuff when it comes to it's just their drafting. They're, they're, they're scouting out of the draft is, is not very good. Can't think of like the last couple great stars they've had out of the Mac Jones is a hit, but he fell right into their lap. You know, they didn't move up to get Mac Jones. They weren't, you know, desperate for the guy. He fell right into their lap and they probably felt like it was meant to be. But that wasn't to go out of our way to get the guy. That's for sure. But damn, man, to move on from a guy like that after just a couple seasons, three seasons. All right. Oh, some other NFL stuff, though. Do you think that... Where do you think Jimmy Garoppolo will land? Cleveland. Cleveland? Yeah, because they're it starts gonna, for until Deshaun Watson. Have, yeah, they're not going to have Watson for a year, so they got to do something in between. Interesting. I kind of like that actually. What about Seattle? Yeah, Seattle's a possibility in, for sure. Within the division, they would trade him. Yeah, why not? If you don't believe in the guy, then what's if the you're problem? Gonna, yeah, if you're moving on from him anyway, it's not unheard of. Care? McNabb to the Redskins. I mean, it's not unheard of. It's happened. It's happened before. I mean, we traded. <laughs> Kyle Orton and played him in the middle of the season, played him um, at the, you know, to make the playoffs the last game of the season. He beat us. We just found our way into winning that division with Tebow. So it's not unheard of. But I think Garoppolo, he'd make Cleveland interesting, I kind of think. Good decisions, run the ball, play defense. 
I mean, he wouldn't be better than they would be with Deshaun Watson. I'm not saying anything crazy like that. But if you're Seattle, he'd be your best quarterback on the roster by far. It wouldn't be close. He's a lot better than Drew Locke, and he's a lot better than Geno Smith. What about any other suitors? Any other suitors you have for Garoppolo? I don't know. I mean, I feel like a lot of a lot of other teams Guys, are pretty set. much set. Yeah, they've, what they've about, chosen their guy, and they're going to either live that way or die that way. What about if it goes wrong with Daniel Jones? You think like a mid-season I just mean maybe? he's you bring him in there to... Yeah, it could that could be a To maybe tell him he's going to compete, but again, there's an incumbent. There's a starter there. If anything goes wrong, then he will take the reins. Maybe they, even in Miami. What are your thoughts on Tua? You believe in Tua as a player? The last sure. hurrah for Tua to show people that he's a quarterback or not in this league. It's he's weird. got some real serious receivers now. The jury, the jury is like out on him still. We don't really know what kind of player Tua is. For one, we were led to believe, well, he's not going to tuck it and run just because he's you know the color of his skin. That's not the quarterback that he necessarily is. He's a Drew breeze drop back and sling it kind of guy i haven't seen that out of him but i also think that they kept the reins on him big time last year they kind of kept the reins on him in order to do whatever it took to win games and that's why uh flores right correct uh is out because for one he didn't you know it wasn't appealing and two obviously he didn't buy into what the team wanted him to do and that was to kind of lose games so I don't know so it's hard to really gauge is what I'm saying how good of a player Tua is when they're literally half the franchise wanted to lose you had a a head coach who was you know out the door who they didn't believe in and then a team that was I mean oddly one lost their first seven and then like won seven in a row so Tua is an interesting character and man would I be saying if we didn't have Russell Wilson Man, I might be interested in Tua. That's what they trade Tua right now. Tua at the end of the year kind of stuff. That's how pathetic of a life that we were once living here. <laughs> you know, but Dan, from Justin Fields to the Tuas, there's a lot of a lot of young quarterbacks in the league. You know? The league was not that long ago, a bunch of aging quarterbacks, it felt like. But those guys are all aged out. The cams and the big bends and the breezes. And, you know, the Matt Ryan's still playing, I guess. But we don't look at him as elite anymore. He's just buying time. How about the Colts? Are they dangerous this year? With Jonathan Taylor, I think so. But who knows what Matt Ryan has left. And Can Matt Ryan be I mean, a lot on Jonathan Taylor. Yeah, he already had a phenomenal season last year. He was the MVP of the NFL that year that they went to the Super Bowl. Matt Ryan was. And they had a bunch of talent. You know, they had the two running backs. They had the, the receivers. Julio Jones was the best receiver in football at the time. And their defense was okay. This will be as much talent as he's played with since that team is what's interesting. So, yeah, he's more of a game manager now. But if you look at Matt Ryan's, he's going to the Hall of Fame. If you look at Matt Ryan's stats, guy's going to the Hall of Fame, okay? And actually, he's probably will go into the Hall of Fame as like a, having a very, very underrated career um, in terms of the stats. Check this. 
Matt Ryan has 367 passing touchdowns against 170 picks. That's a great ratio, and that's an incredibly huge amount of touchdowns that he's thrown in his career. He'll get to definitely get to 400. Again, for a little perspective, L.A. has 300. And at the time, we're like, 300 touchdowns. Wow. No one will ever eclipse that mark. And now, like a lot of guys have, but... Uh, 60,000 passing yards for the guy. That's a incredible number. Doesn't throw a lot of picks. Um, last season, 16 touchdowns against 11 picks on a poop team. Didn't play in all of the games. The year before, 22 and 14. The year before that, 28 and 9. So, oh, wait, 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 wait. I mix these up here. Last year, he was 20 and 12. 20 touchdowns against 12 picks last year for 4,000 4, yards. The year before, 26 touchdowns against 11 picks. That's elite. That's, those are great numbers. If he goes and plugs in 26 and 11 there, they're going to the playoffs, and they're going to win like 10, 11 games, and they're going to be very dangerous. They're going to roll through that division of theirs. I think the Colts are dangerous. And I think Matt Ryan's got a little bit of football left in him, more than Flacco, more than some of the older old guys who kind of aged out. Didn't just have it anymore. What about in the NFC? Let's set up a break and we'll come back and do a little NFC stuff. But the Colts, man, are a team that in, you know, the Broncos could be fighting for one of the, you know, top three seeds against. That's kind of what I think. Who do the Broncos have to worry about other than this really incredible division that they're in full of you know star quarterbacks <laughs> again for a little perspective we, we know our Colin Cowherd list or our list that Colin Cowherd stole from us of the top 10 quarterbacks in the league on Colin Cowherd's list four of the quarterbacks every one of the quarterbacks in the AFC West are all a part of Colin Kaepernick's top 10 quarterbacks in the league think about that the six other quarterbacks make up the rest of the, you know, tw the 26 other teams in the league. Four of his best quarterbacks, top 10 quarterbacks in the league are all in this division. And I think in a lot of people's two, I think most people's th three hurt. You know, it's Derek Carr where it leaves kind of up for debate. So you could say arguably three of the top six or seven quarterbacks in the NFL are all in this division. You could say that with a straight face. Talk about it more on the other side of Smiley Sports. Them booze tried to blast me. Saw the police and they rolled right past me. No flexing. Didn't even look. Hey guys. 10, 16 a.m. in the Mile High City. Let's go out to the hotline and get our guy. Mayhem icon, singer-songwriter. It's Chuck Nasty. Hey, Chuck. Hi, Danny. Hey, buddy. Hey, so, uh, great pontification about the Broncos season. Thank you. I love hearing it. I, let me let me add to it. Okay. The the Broncos the last four times we played the Chiefs, we lost by three points or four points. Yeah, we've closed and, the gap and, a little bit on them. And 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 there was the win. All we had to do was go down and score a touchdown. There'd be like twenty six left in the game, and we win. But Drew Locke, no, he's got the one interception, and he didn't care. I'd bet a million dollars we beat the Chiefs at least once this year. Yeah. Yeah. And then so and then so if we can beat the Chiefs, the Raiders got no comp going on. Mm -hmm. San Diego would beat them last year twice. Mm -hmm. 
So, I mean, there's no reason to be afraid. Mm -hmm. I have no fear. Mm -hmm. Hey, Danny. Yeah. Are you going to go to training camp this year? Oh, you bet your sweet ass I am. And you take Danny Bailey with you? Of course I am. Hey, we should call it DB. Yeah, you know? DB. Well, like, it's like dangerous. DB Cooper. Remember DB Cooper? People have called me DB Cooper in the past. Really? Yeah, see, DB right on. Hey, where's that money, DB? I'll never tell. <laughs> Good job. Say, so, yeah, I'm glad you're going to be going to the to the training camp. And then, where's the Super Bowl this year? Uh, Arizona. I don't know where Arizona. Damn, Daniel! On top of it. <laughs> Wait. So then, when Damn. they're down there, you Daniel, can go to back the, at it again with the white vans. Because you can go to the Ara, you can go to Arizona for train for camp down there, like you went to San Francisco with Chalo. Yeah, we will. Because we're gonna, you, you know, any, with for sure. Take Danny with you. Yeah, you want to come too? I'm there. All right, a little road trip. Not a problem. I love road trips. We'll stop at uh, Moab. You got you know some people there, don't you? In Moab? Yeah. No. Oh. But we'll, we'll meet some people. Oh, okay. I thought you knew some people there. <laughs> it's a friendly town. You walk down the street and everybody's, hi, how you doing? Yeah. Well, All right. like, Denver, like Denver was 50 years ago. <laughs> hey, man. <laughs> Just so, but I'm really upset about the World Cup. How it's come? Not till, it's not till November. Oh, man. How come? And usually it's like this time of year. I saw those qualifiers, uh, the ladies and the men. But this isn't the part I'm really upset about. Italy, not in it this year, again, two years in a row. Oh! Knocked out by Croatia. Ah, a nice team, Croatia. It's like, you can't have a World Cup without Italy. That's true. But two times in a row, I'm like, oh, and they, uh, they fired everybody involved. Like, you know. The head guy of soccer, Italy. What about Roberto Baggio? They should hire him. They couldn't hurt anybody. They could do better. They can't do worse. I mean, they almost invented soccer. Wow. And Italy can't compete in the World Cup. It's Come a, on. It's a travesty. It's, it's ridiculous. All right, Chuck. That's good stuff from you today. Hey, Danny. You guys got a fun show, and I just hope you keep it going. Thanks, buddy. Uh, I'm ready for uh, role play Wednesday. Mm. Do you have a topic for us? Uh, I don't. <laughs> all right, we'll come up with something, Chuck. Hey, I am not worried at all. You guys are clever. <laughs> all right, thanks, buddy. Hey, peace out. Bye. That's wild, man. 303-831-1340, the hotline as well as the text line. <laughs> That's pretty funny. So, yeah, where were we? Okay, um... Avs keep Josh Manson on a four-year 4.5 per. That kind of happened this morning. That's some big news. That's some big news for the Avs. That is, he is a piece. That is a, that's a real piece of the puzzle there, you know. Um, kind of cool. Uh, <laughs> Anillo was like, ran into the studio today. He was like, hurry, get the tournament on. Who's leading? Where's Tiger at? What's going on with the live golf guys? And I was like, um, what? I'm sorry, excuse me? He thought the tournament started today. I think he might just got his days off a little bit, but he thought the, the British Open, I'm sorry, the Open Championship started today. Well, we were talking about this yesterday 
because of the four-day week last week, every day feels a little off this week. So a couple of us thought maybe yesterday was Wednesday, and we were all thrown off. So it's tough having a five-day work week. Well, in real golf news, the uh, RNA chief executive. Okay, this is the guy who's, you know, one of the guys who um, is – absolutely in charge of the PGA. His name is Martin Slumbers. Okay? He said there's no such thing as a free lunch in golf and believes the Live Golf Tour is harming the perception of the sport. I firmly believe that the existing golf ecosystem has successfully provided stable pathways for golfers to enter the sport and develop and realize their full potential. Professional golfers are entitled to choose where they want to play and to accept the prize money that's offered to them. I have absolutely no issue with that at all. But there's so but there's no such thing as a free lunch. Okay. So um there are twenty-four live golfers competing in the open championship. Okay? There are twenty-four guys competing in the British Open who are all now on the Live Golf Tour. That includes Phil and Kepka and DeChambeau, DJ, Oosthazen, okay? Some of them were lured to the new breakaway circuit um, by si- with signing bo- bonuses reportedly worth more than $100 million and $25 million purses for each event. Okay? So let's, we knew that. A lot of money here. And you get a big upfront sum of money um, for simply joining the tour if you're one of these premium guys okay but the guy this slumber said something that's kind of interesting to me about let me see here i believe the existing golf ecosystem has successfully provided stable pathways for golfers to enter the sport and develop and realize their full potential it's the only way they're the only way that's the only way to do it golf's been played you know in tournament for over four days for a hundred years i think and, you know, the structure of the game, how, you know, the the come uppings of the game, how you are developed into the sport. Some of the what he called pathways to going to and this is some there's junior golf circuits to make your way to college of being an amateur player. Keeping the amateur status is a big deal before you can eventually go pro. It's very hard to do. And I'd say there's some golfers who are good enough to be professional golfers and win who might not have found their way to the tour for one reason or another. Whatever, whatever. Just like a homeboy from the hood could have been an NBA hooper. Didn't go down for him that way. Whatever. Okay. But the PGA, the way it's structured, it's like the only way to. So I'm not saying live golf is going to open the doors for young golfers and that kind of thing. That's probably a bit of a stretch. But the PGA has been the only way forever. The only way of golf doing business. Okay. Right. And I don't know if it's the only way is the right way. Whatever. It's different than baseball being the biggest league forever or the NFL being the only league or you know the um, NBA holding the best basketball in the world. I don't know if that's true. It's great golfers all over the world. They come from all over the world. So I don't really have any firm stance on the live golf tour or, you know, the, these guys being jerks for leaving or bad dudes for leaving. I get it. 
I know that, you know, where some of this money comes from is kind of dirty. And I can understand that. If a guy wants to make this decision and go, I'm not going to forever look at the guy differently. I'm going to just take it for what it is. And just try to explain it to you guys that all these golfers who were exempt to the 24 golfers on the from the live golf tour can come, you know, play in these major championships. Good for you, bud. That's having your cake and eating it, too. Okay. But. For those other golfers who aren't, you know, hadn't qualified, aren't exempt for these majors, you're just going to go play in that tour and then that's it. Do they have like a big championship event? I haven't heard that yet. Do they have like two events they consider majors that are bigger than any of the other events, which they'll open to qualifying and to maybe a, a big crowd of people who, you know, can't make the PGA tour or on other tours around the world. That'd be kind of cool and interesting. And any man's, every man's, you know, championship. There's a way to make it work. You know, there's like not, you can't create another football league. You can't create another NBA. And you can't create another baseball league, right? You know, there's other leagues around the world. They're just not Major League Baseball, a quality league. But they've grabbed some of the best golfers in the world this tour. They've done that. So I just want to see now what they're going to do with it. It's interesting to me. It's very interesting to me. It's made golf very, very interesting this year. All this stuff. And even to some of last year when they were talking about putting this thing together. Greg Norman's put his livelihood on the line. He's making a ton of money, too, to do this. And he's always kind of been an outcast anyways a little bit. I think. But yeah, that's it. Let's go to break. 303-831-1340. The hotline as well as the text line. Uh, let's talk a little bit more abs because they're moving and shaking as we speak. There's been a managerial firing in baseball, Ray. And then just yesterday, we were talking about Mike Trout and Shohei Otani about, do we just shut these guys down? Shut them down. And Trout got hurt last night. You don't shut a guy like that down. Of course you play. But when you're playing for nothing on a loser, and you go down like this, and you're the best baseball player in the world, it's like, for what? For who? What What's what was it all worth, you know? Is he uh, injury prone? Nah. I don't think so. I think he plays extra hard, so he gets himself injured when other guys might not try as hard to stay injury free. It says something about him. Yeah, Mike Trout's one of the you know greatest baseball players a lot ever to play, but we'd never heard him talk before. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because baseball does such a poop job of marketing itself and its stars. So okay, maybe some Big Twelve update stuff as well because you know your school. See, I mean, for me, it's all about the links. Well, we have a texter who thinks maybe another conference. Okay, oh. we'll talk about it on the, the other side. side. It's my life sports. We let down for you, touch you, put you like this. Matter of fact, never mind. We're gonna let the past be. Maybe he is right now, but your body still. I don't wanna know. No, 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 no. The Smile High Morning Show with Danny Williams. Weekday mornings at 9. They used my couch when they needed the therapy Took what they needed but never took care of me They saw a dollar sign, treat me like currency Kill out their hopes and dreams if they won't murder me 
It's back in 303-831-1340, the hotline as well as the text line. Thanks for being with us this morning. Uh, we've, I mean, we've gotten all kinds of stuff. Today. We've done a little bit of everything. Uh, a firing. The Blue Jays fired Charlie Monteo. I mean, lofty, lofty expectations for those guys. Uh, lost nine out of their last 11 games and they got a 46 and 42 record in fourth place in the AL East. You got to do it because there's still time. They are super stacked, very talented. You make the playoffs, they're as dangerous as anybody. Uh, he was, check this, uh, 236 and 236 in four seasons as manager. Right down the middle 500. That's why you can't make that kind of stuff up. And that's obviously, with those numbers like that, that's just who and what that guy is. And you're thinking, oh, it's the players who, nah, it's different, man. A baseball manager, I was just talking about it with Danilo, who I used to be in the Rockies press box with every single night. As we were covering the Rockies, me for the Associated Press, I don't know if you guys have heard of them. They're only the world's largest and oldest news organization. (laughs) Anyways... Man, the you're you wear the you are as a team kind of who your manager is, and there's so many guys and so many different personalities. But it's weird, man. If you get the, I'm trying to think of another sport where like in your coach in the NBA might will draw some plays up for you, okay, at the end of games and in certain. You know, situations um, coming out of, you know, uh, timeouts and inbounding plays and things like that. Okay. Um, and I'd say, you know, that's the least effective coach is an NBA coach. An NFL coach, I mean, is doing so much. Putting, you know, calling every play, putting players in spots, taking players on and off of the field. Man, you know, underrated is the job of an NFL coach, I would say. But I think a lot has to do, some of the same stuff comes with uh, managing a baseball team. And there's, we haven't even mentioned the, the, like the aspect of confidence, your mental confidence, pumping your guys up. Talk about this all the time with like the JJ's team. We got some guys where I can yell at them, Liam. Bro, what are we doing? Let's go make a play. Are you one of our best players or not? Act like it. And then I got to be like, all right, Cade, no big deal. We, you know, we missed that one. We'll get it back next time. Keep your head up. Let's go. You know, no big deal. Okay? That's two different ways of coaching two different kids who are different. So, man, I'd say, well, there's not necessarily any correlation to my nine-year-old team and professional baseball players. Your manager has to be able to push all the right buttons at any level of anything to really have success at anything. So that's, that's what I would say. I mean, you're probably going to have, have some youth teams, some college teams where you know, the talent's just oozing and overwhelming. You're just going to win because of that kind of stuff. But at a major league level, when everything is created kind of equally... And even the worst teams got players. The Pirates and the Reds, you know, the Reds, it can go out there and beat anybody in any day and will win 65 or 70 games as being one of the worst teams in the sport. Yeah, you know, changing up your manager at, if you're the Rockies, if you're 10 games under 500 
or a team, you know, kind of like that, then maybe you just wait till the end of the season. Unless you're giving, you know, your hitting coach a tryout and, you know, you don't really want to turn the whole thing over, but you want to, you know, you got, you know, the manager's got to go. They're 46 and 42 and can get, if they win nine out of their next 11, will be a playoff team again and be very dangerous. So, you know, you got to make that move if you're a team in that, in their circumstances, you know, and in their situation. And I don't think there's nothing wrong with it. Uh, what else was I going to tell you? Give me the uh, F. Lewis text on the college football, state of college football stuff. Sure. Uh, between Before I do that, I'm going to go ahead and do one on baseball because he just talked about baseball. Okay. He said, you and JJ should take a road trip to Chicago, Wrigley, White Sox, Brewers, and St. Louis, KC on the way home. It's a lot of time in the car, but... Fun road trip. Good I love baseball. that. I would love that. That's a good way to get a bunch of your, um, you know, your ballparks out of the way. That's something JJ and I are going to do. We're going to do that. And we started it last year um, going back to Dodger Stadium for a couple nights on championship ring night was one of them. It was sweet. It was great. We didn't get to see the Angels. It was like an end of the summer, little quick trip we did. But we're, I, I mean, I want to, again, go with JJ, take JJ somewhere. I mean, like my other, my daughters, and my wife deserve the trip too. <laughs> And we'll do something as a family, but it's mean. It's like me and JJ just go. We just do whatever you know. It's we're just you know rocket. I've driven to Chicago before. I was young, and it seemed like it took a long time. It's a long drive. It's a long drive. But once you're there, then it's all about coming home. I think. I don't know where it would take to go to see the Brewers from there, but like once you're in Chicago, that is kind of the trip. And if you decide to drive, well, then you know you will take on your way home. You know, go through what he said. What did he say? St. Louis, St. Louis, and Kansas City, and Kansas City. That'd be awesome. I bet you know that's the beauty. I, I bet that trip is schedulable, schedulable with getting both Chicago teams in Chicago the next day or next night. Getting um, you know a couple nights later those other teams or at least one of the other teams. You can get three on a trip. That's sweet. We're trying oh, yeah. to. I want to hit spots like we're. I want to get the A's and uh, the Giants. You know, knocked out. Um, I don't know, easy ones like Padres and San Diego. You got to get the, all those ones knocked out before you start trying to go to harder venues. But that's it. My all kids right. are like little, but getting big, and I want to be able to do all that kind of stuff soon with them. Go ahead. So on the college football front, uh, F. Lewis said, "Do you think it would be bad if CU was in the Mountain West?" I don't. Would be some good competitive games. Not everyone wants to be Bama. I feel you, F. Lewis, but it's just like, if that's the case, it's over for CU. They have drowned. The ship has sunk. They have failed. They would have failed as an athletic department and as a school if CU cannot make its way into the Big 12 and maintain some level of Power 5 respect because you can't regain it. You know, why? I mean, Boise State's never jumped. They never made it out. And Boise State's been as good as any non-Power 5 school ever in the history of college football. And they have not made their way out. You don't, once you're relegated, there's nothing you could really do to, I mean, you, you could be a Division three school like UNC up there in Greeley and become a D2. And then you could be a D2 and 
find your way into small D1 territory, but it's like if they do that at Lewis, if that happens to the CU athletic program, they will never recover. And they'll will become something of of a different even existence altogether. The party school stuff, all that kind of stuff, they just would become not second rate. They would become unworthy. They'd become a joke. CU is got to do whatever it takes to get back into the Big 12. They have to do whatever it takes to get back into the Big 12. It's their only hope. It's their only hope. They have nowhere else to go. ACC is too far. The SEC and the Big 10, you kidding me? They got good schools they're probably trying to get rid of out of that conference. So it's got to be about the Big 12 or bust for the buffs. And if not, I have no clue unless some other new conference is created with the Pac-12 and surviving, you know, members and some of the other, you know, maybe, I don't know, pull a team. You couldn't pull a team away from the SEC or the Big Ten. The money's too powerful. And then who rocked our world with, like, why is Vanderbilt in that conference? Well, because they get to keep the grades up for all the other dummies. Yeah, you know, so I don't know what CU is going to do. I don't have really any other options or see any other way for them to maintain who and what they are as an institution other than make it to the Big 12 and then uh, the Big 12 do its best job of trying to NIA kids there and have a couple competitive teams. And if they have one, you know, two or two teams competing with a national championship kind of level, Oklahoma State, whatever it is, um, I don't know. I don't know. I don't have the answers. It's very interesting to me. And I'm dying to see how this thing plays out. And brand new commissioner for the Big 12. Yes, that's right. From uh, Rock Nation. That's right. Uh, let's go to break. Come back. Wrap the show up. One final segment. If you got anything you want to jump in and get us, we'll try to read it or we'll kind of try to um, get you on the hotline if you'd like that as well. There's still time. Turn up a little bit. Stunned. They're stunned. All right. Smiley Sports. The Smile High Morning Show with Danny Williams. Weekday mornings at 9. I'm feeling it. I'm feeling it. <laughs> yeah, Blink didn't play at the parade. Because Travis, Travis had yeah. pancreatitis. Pancreatitis. Pancreatitis? Whatever. Turn it up. Let's jam. Blink rocks. Got oh, no, yeah. Got no problem with those guys. Okay, so final segment. Got six or seven minutes left worth of show. A few texts we're going to catch up with. If you want to do that, Danny Bailey, why don't you pick a couple out there for us, pal? Oh, yeah. I've got a couple. You want them right now? Sure. All right. First from NDC Danny. Uh, he said, need a live tour player to win the Open Championship. We'll make things interesting for sure. 
Uh, and then on that same note, so guaranteed money works for all professional athletes except golf players. <laughs> it's another avenue to grow the game. Mm. Who said that? F. Lewis or somebody else? That I was could, NDC Dan. I like that. I don't know. I like it. I like the idea of the Live Golf Tour. You know, I used to think the senior tour was cool when I was little because it had all these like former greats on it. And I didn't just didn't realize they were all old hacks. I was like, wow, cool. That's Tom Watson out there. That's Fuzzy Zeller out there. Old racist bastard. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. That's it. That's kind of my thoughts on the live golf stuff. Um, I need to. I, I'm interested. It's interesting. And I'm interested, I think. Okay. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's big names, yeah. so why not? Sure. Um, so a couple other texts from F. Lewis, who's been active this morning, so appreciate that. He said, no real reason for SF to trade Garoppolo. Doesn't cost much, and with a rookie QB, you could use him between bad play and injury. I'd keep him. Who are we talking about? Jimmy G. Oh, yes. Yes, 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 yes. He doesn't make a lot of money. He would be the best backup quarterback in the league. I think you're doing him a solid. Okay? I think they're doing him a solid by, hey, man, we brought you in here. You delivered for us, um, which almost took us to the promised land, to be honest with you. But now we're going to give you an opportunity to go start somewhere else because he's still a starting quarterback in this league. It's just 100%. he's not a you know top 15. Um, maybe around 20, 22, 23. But there's a lot worse quarterbacks that will be starting games in the NFL this year than that guy, I promise you. That's for sure. Totally. Totally, totally, totally. Let's see here. Just read a little bit more about the Manson deal here. You know, they call him the Manimal. Love it. Denver's got a couple of those, huh? Yeah, a couple of Manimals. Well, we had. Wasn't yeah. Farid playing like in the G League last year? Yeah, something like that. I think he was back with the Nuggets G League team. Grand Rapids Gold. That's kind of sad. Why? I don't know. He had a long career. He should be, you know, probably on a roster playing some minutes. But if you want to hang around like that, I guess you can. He made a lot of a lot of money. He used to live in our old building. Oh, yeah? Bovalon. Bovalon. Those are some good offices. That was a fun time. I loved it. It was so close to my old house. It was Easy drive. This I, one's pretty easy too. I mean, again, back in didn't the, have to get on twenty five. Back in the day, day, you know, we were living over there in the hood, and it was super close. And then even when we lived in Lakewood, I, you know, even when we lived in Highlands, where we were driving down, I used to love just driving down University all the way down there. You know, especially in the summer, driving down to University City Park, all the trees, Cherry Creek Spear, all that kind of stuff. I mean, that's Denver at its finest. You know, it really is. Yeah, I mean, not necessarily Cherry Creek, but I agree with all the other ones. <laughs> I thought we were meeting for a crepe later over at Crepes and Crepes on 3rd in Detroit. Crepes and Crepes. Yeah, it's pretty good. Is that Snoop Dogg's new place? Crepes and Crepes? Crepes and Crepes? <laughs> Crepes and Crepes. Gotta wear red. No, I don't know. I'm just, that's not true. We're a nonviolent gang, actually. Uh, that's funny. And Baker Mayfield, he pitched a moving out at home with Baker Mayfield commercial. Really? Yeah. But it was shot down and the series is over. <laughs> That's kind of sad. Yeah. You don't become worth being a front, you know, a star and 
commercials for giant brands when you're he's a, yeah, competing he's a big for personality. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> He'll win that job. Uh, let me see. Darnell. I think Darnell's way more talented. Really? Yeah, but he's not as good of a quarterback gamer. Baker's a gamer. Yeah, I mean, and the whole seeing ghosts thing. <laughs> Baker would never admit to that. <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, Chris Bryant taking some heat for taking three days of paternity leave. What are your thoughts on that? Um, there's no reason he should take heat for that. When you're a dad, you got to spend time with your kids. You know all about that. I don't really know much about it right now, but it's important. Kids need their dad. What about and like you also just? Also, you got to help out the mom when you're fresh out, fresh off of labor. Sheesh. Most people do, but when you got handlers and money and all the nurse, like a yeah, but there's something else about like the the that personal touch of you doing it yourself. Yeah, you you're know? right. You're right. And yeah. also with as long of a season as MLB has. If it was the NFL and you were trying to skip a Sunday, that's one thing. But guys do that too. Guys miss games because of the birth of, the ch of a child. So what's three days of paternity leave? Got to give a shout out before we go. He's also been out for a long time already this season. So who cares? Saw on Twitter some pictures of Kathy Sabin that she put out there. The, uh, you know, Nine News iconic meteorologist. You know, uh, seven-time Emmy winner. She has skin cancer and was just reading some of her tweets lately about how she may not come back and look the same or might not ever look the same, but um, she's got the best doctors and surgeons. And she posted a picture of herself yesterday that skin cancer in Colorado is for real. It's painful and scary. Even if you grow up and enjoy the outdoors at elevation like I have my entire life, you wear sunscreen and hats, and sometimes it's just not enough. So grateful for my team of doctors, Castle Rock, Surgery. And it's four pictures of her. And she has, like, it looks like she got, like, a nose job or something. But I'm sure it was um, something so severe and painful and all that kind of stuff that you got to be heartbroken for Kathy Saban, who oh, we know always looked great. You know, Kathy Saban was always out there looking great, and uh, it was just kind of, I don't know if it's sad. It's sad what she's going through, but, you know, for her to be able to put this kind of stuff out there and be tough and and survive this, you got to give it up for Kathy Saban, man. Um, David Hurlbut, our own David Hurlbut's wife, is going through something very tough right now. Our own uh, new school Danny's wife is going through something that's very, very hard. It's probably at some of its hardest points i wouldn't know to be honest with you so i shouldn't say anything but i'm sure somebody knows somebody who's going through it very sad but also i think this is the time to be alive to where you can be able to beat these kind of things so that's it man shout out to kathy saban and new new school danny's wife and anyone who's going through any stuff out there that's the whole show anillo and andrew are next for Danny Bailey, who always does a good job. I'm lucky to have him. I am Danny Williams. We appreciate you guys. And we love you guys. Good night, Sheila. 
Good night. Good night. I like Thank it in the beginning you, of the Sheila. song. Bye, makes Terry. it even more Bye, special. Bye, Sheila. I'll never forget tonight. Bye, Terry. All right, Alan, whatever. Go inside. Bye, Sheila. See you, see you, Terry. Bye, Sheila. I don't know if you heard Let's me. go. Bye, Terry. Bye, Sheila. Don't you agree? We don't believe her. I invented sweat. Copping bottles, putting super